Hi, and thanks for joining us for another episode of Enlightened Conversations. Each week, we invite guests to share their views on the world, work, and their personal lives in an enlightened way. Our hosts have been chosen especially to role model just how we do an enlightened conversation. This episode is produced by Michelle Lightworker and sponsored by the Lightworker Foundation. Hi everyone, it's Michelle Lightworker here and welcome to Enlightened Conversations. I have the glorious pleasure of speaking with Michael Stedman and he's actually an author and if you don't know about him, he's actually based over in the United States. There's a fantastic book that he's written, The Truth of God, and he's also an owner of a metaphysical supply and crystal store in Salt Lake City, where I hope to visit when we're over in Utah, Michael, (laughs) next this this coming summer, your summer. Michael does intuitive readings, um, energy clearing, curse clearing, chakra balancing and past life regressions for people on a daily basis from his store. And Michael has crossed over thousands of entities of that lower vibrational frequency to the other side and performed over a thousand exorcisms, disconnected hundreds of dark angel, archangel, Archangels uh, closed hundreds of portals and sent thousands of negative higher dimensional beings back. So there's some really powerful work that Michael's doing across the planet to raise the vibrational frequency of the planet that we're on. So I'd like to welcome you today, Michael. Well, I'm very happy to be here. And uh, yeah, I've I've been following you for a while um, and I am so happy that you invited me. Oh, thank you. I'm the, the first thing I feel like I, I mean, I'd like to get to know you more as I, as I said to you when, when we first connected here. And it's exciting for me because on so many levels, because um, <laughs> you want to hear, let's, let's, let's start with the funny stuff. I like this, the funny stuff is your name's Michael. My name's Michelle. My archangel that I'm guided by is Archangel Michael. Predominantly, that's my right, what I call my right-hand man. And I have a feeling that you do work with Archangel Michael too. Ha, ha, ha. Like the universe is like, <laughs> it's cool, isn't it? It is. Um, yeah, as I, was, as I was coming on to my spiritual awakening, I did well a lot of people do at their beginning and they deny any kind of power that they had. And I had a lot of people used to come up to me and they would be very awake and they would tell me, Oh, you've got so much Archangel Michael energy. And it wasn't, I mean, I just kind of denied it. No, I'm just Michael. And that's the way people handle things most of the time and until they wake up and, well, it wasn't, I mean, I woke up, but I didn't have any inner communication. And once I developed inner communication and started asking and getting responses back, I found out, yeah, I absolutely had a lot of Archangel Michael energy. And the reason is, um, you know, the Archangels are, it's not just one being. Um, it's like an office that you hold and there's an office called Archangel Michael and they hold it for like a millennia and then another being another soul wants to have that experience and so they kind of are in training for a while and then they take it 
over for another millennia. So during the time of Atlantis, and Atlantis was around for you know maybe sixty thousand years or so. One of, during a millennia, I was Archangel Michael, and so I hesitate to tell people that in normal conversation, but in in this setting. And since you brought up Archangel Michael, I thought I'd go ahead and, you know. So, yeah, I do carry a lot of that still. I don't need to actually work with Archangel Michael because once a person reaches a certain level, all of the spiritual masters, they just kind of, they just turn to you and go, now it's time for you to do this stuff on your own. And uh, so you basically, you you're so connected with that higher aspect of yourself, God, that that's, I mean, how much higher do you, of a source do you need? And so that's, that's basically where I work from now. I love that. And, and for me, yeah, it's all about really, um, you know, feeling, feeling the presence and the integration of those energies and really feeling the embodiment of them. Um, and yeah, we can do that in conversation and that's really awesome. And sometimes we need to, especially when we're come upon our humanity or we need a bit of clarity. It's like, okay, just need to have a combo with you right now kind of thing. But I feel like you're right. It's like you, you integrate, you integrate those energies on a vibrational level and you feel them and they're resonating through you. And, um, you know, for me, I feel that as well. And I, I have lots of conversations with different beings because um, I find that interesting and I find that fun and I enjoyed that process and I like bringing my humanity to them too. And I like to hear the little, the little reveals that they, they place in front of me when it's time to learn something new. And I love that process. It's, it's a lot of fun. But it isn't about, yeah, it's about owning it and it's about feeling connected and integrated with those particular energies isn't it not separate from yeah not separate from because uh it's actually being in the oneness being god having this experience which everyone is um we have been we are everything and so once you live with that understanding then yeah, I mean, I, I was shown over and over all these different lifetimes I had being one thing or another. And if I get caught up in any one particular one, I've kind of done myself a disservice because I'm so much more at this point than any one of those. And so I, that's what I try to teach people, what I try to instill in them and through my book. I do have a book. It's called The Truth of God. And um, you can find it on Amazon or bookstores in, in the U.S. anyway. And I try to... Tell me more about your book. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about that. What's that? Oh, I'm so curious about your book because I haven't had a chance to look at what it's about. So sorry to interrupt well, you. I'm just curious about that. So Yeah, so basically... In the book, I, I explain the journey that I took to get me to the oneness, basically, and see myself as God having this experience, but seeing also that it, everyone is God having this experience. Yep. And 
uh, I am God having this experience looking through these eyes. You are God having this experience looking through those eyes. And yes. so the blade of grass is God having that experience, just waiting and being blown around. And God just wants to have experience. And so um, I talk about my journey. And then once I've talked about the journey, I try to instill that feeling of each person being God. I kind of explain how creation happened to the point where you see that you were everything that got created coming from the from the starting point of being God everything that was created was still you and then when something else was created that was still you and when something I mean it just keeps fanning out and fanning out through all of creation but it's always been you and so when I say that I am God having this experience it doesn't mean I am the fullness of God but I our purpose, which is a question that people bring to me all the time, what is my purpose, Michael? And I say, well, our true purpose is to figure out that we are God having this experience and then expand on our awareness of all of those qualities of ourselves as God. Because in the oneness, there's, there's no separation. It's everything's all together. Every, you know, every aspect that you would think of is, is God, is love, is joy, compassion, mercy, all those things. And then when you're in there, when you're in the oneness, it just feels like when you, when you combine all those, it just feels like peace. And actually, when, you, when a person experiences that, they, they see very soon that it's rather boring <laughs> because with, with, when you're just in a state of peace all the time and you don't even know yourself because you, you don't know all the attributes. That's why God started. That's why I, that's why you started creating was so that it could explore all those qualities and find out what love and peace and joy and mercy and all those different qualities are throughout all of creation. And so that's kind of, uh, and then once I explain that, I also try to give people techniques to learn how to develop their, their senses, their inner senses, and uh, some tools to, to help them connect with that God aspect and to clear the negative, negative things that have blended into this subconscious from all the other lifetimes because anything that we create, we're responsible for. So that higher aspect of us that's having all these different lifetimes all over the place, all these different planets, all these different forms we've taken, everything that we create, we're responsible for. So for all the negative stuff we've created that didn't get resolved, it leads into this life. And then that's the process that everyone's going through is these things that have bled over, they are like little magnets 
and they draw experiences that all the positive stuff draws positive experiences. The negative things that didn't get a result pull in negative experiences to give us an opportunity to work on this issue. It's a beautiful, beautiful system that spirit has put together so that we can continue clearing. And so in the book, I give techniques of how to clear handfuls of these things that have bled over that are sitting back there and simple techniques that when something comes in and it doesn't feel good, you can clear. There might be one thought that's drawing this in, but a lot of times there's like a mass of different thoughts and beliefs that didn't get resolved in other lifetimes that are just sitting back there and they're all drawing that experience in. And so with the technique, you can just clear this mass and then this reality can start to change. And so by giving people those simple tools that while they're in their little self, they learn a very powerful way to clear all this negative stuff that is going to clutter up their lives. And then the, uh, the other massive technique is the God technique where they connect with God and feel that experience of going from little self to that God conscious, even if they're there for just a moment and they just keep using that technique like a mantra that keeps connecting them with that with that God presence of themselves. And so that's kind of what the book is about. And then I teach people that on a daily basis um, because everyone needs to, well, you know, you know how the earth is right now. And this is a time of awakening. This is a time of enlightenment, but it's also a time that we are being really pushed to work on our own stuff. And for the longest time, spirit would have me just clear the stuff for the people. They'd come in with their problems and I would just, you know, be able to, they would focus me on a subject and I could clear the things that were causing this negative experience in their life. And then their reality would start to change. But now it seems that the responsibility has shifted so much more that it's it's a matter of spirits just when someone comes in like they used to and they they start talking to me about the problems that are going on in their life i can still clear some stuff but i just have to stop and then tell them that they are going to have to become more responsible because right now if if you are, I don't know how many people on your show talk about the shift we're going to be going through, but it's always been shown to me that we're going to, and we don't want to take a bunch of baggage with us because the way that things are created now on the third dimension, we have a time lag. We, if we've got something that we put out there negatively, there's a time lag before it comes and hits us. On the fifth dimension, it's gonna be so much quicker. And we don't wanna take a bunch of this baggage over when we shift 
So it's spirits trying to get us all to become more responsible and learn some techniques so that they can clear as much as they can before they go over. Because everyone that I talk to, they, not everyone, but a lot of people have this idea that when we go into the fifth dimension, it's just going to be all rainbows and unicorns. And it's not because people bring in their baggage that shows up really quick. That's going to bring a whole new set of rules that they're going to have to learn. And that's the difference between one dimension and another. It's just a new set of rules for us to learn and master. So usually only the ascended masters will, will have to experience this and they, they master this dimension before they go on. We just happen to be in a spot in the universe that people that haven't become masters are going to be switching over before they've actually become totally uh, aware of that they're, that they're doing all the things that they're doing with their thoughts and beliefs. So, yeah, learning techniques and clearing as much as you can while you're in the little self is very, very important. But the very most important thing is to learn that you are God. How many lifetimes has a person spent never having a clue that they were God having this experience? And, and so we, are, we, we spend lifetimes and lifetimes just accumulating negative things because we're, we're not in that state. Even when we are in a role like playing an ascended master role or an archangel role or something like that, you think, oh, these are very high spiritual beings. But even the very highest spiritual beings don't always know that they are God having this experience. They, they understand that there is a God and there's a oneness to the universe, but they, they don't always have a true understanding of everything about it. And uh, that's what I try to instill. And it's, 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 I wish I could say it was a fast process, but I tell you what, that fast track that when you start learning that you are a God and telling yourself that, because whatever you put out there, it comes to you. So when you start putting out to the universe that you are God having this experience, looking through these eyes, it starts bringing more things to you. You need to have a way to clear the things that are negative, that are going to show up. And I can tell you that the people that have decided to get on a fast track, I would love to say that their life is just oh, so beautiful. But with great power comes great responsibility. And so I'm not saying you turn into a powerful, powerful being knowing that you're God, but you, you do take on more responsibility to work through a lot of the issues that you would never see. So, um, yeah, that's, it's, it can be kind of tough. I know some people that are going through a lot of hard times because it really pushes them, really, and they, didn't, they don't always know that that's what's going to happen when they really, they take on, yeah, I'm ready to, 
to know that I am God. I'm ready to, you know, clear all this stuff up. Um, but you, God, goes, okay, well, let's see how much you can take and bring a lot of, of a lot of very interesting experience. Uh, yeah, I'll give you a chance now. Yeah, oh, no, I really I told you I could roll once I Yeah, oh, no, look, I really appreciate everything that you said, Michael. It's, um, it's, um, it's so relevant to so much going on in my life. So I was really sitting back and lit, like literally drinking it in as a food. And I'm sure that people watching this would be doing the same thing. That was, that was awesome. Thank you. Um, it's so true that, you know, um, there's so many things that spoke to me in what you said. And there's like three main things that I really felt I'd love to explore with you because they're so, yeah, just, I'm just trying to remember. I just want to make sure I don't lose the three. So there was one, two, and then there was three. Okay, cool. I got, I got, yeah. Okay. I got the three that I want to really talk about because they've been playing these, these kind of, um, I guess topics or themes have been playing a lot in my energy sphere anyway. So it's interesting that you spoke to them um, and I'd really love to talk about them. The first one that I wanted to talk about was, um, and the, the whole the whole idea of, um, you know, and people, you probably get this, but other people might not, so I really want to speak to it, is the whole idea of like negative energies. Um, I, I'm a big believer that the darkness serves the light or that, that we go through these baggage, we go through that um, clutter and that chaos and that drama and all those consequences that we create for ourselves in order to enlighten ourselves. And so sometimes people come in with fear around the negative or fear that they're going to buy into the negative or fear that they're going to attract the negative, you know, negative and negative. And, and, and I, I'm just a joyful person when it comes to things that may seem to obstruct or may seem to be baggage or chaos or what have you. And I just say, that's cool. It's there to serve me. What's the lesson and the blessing? And I, and then I get that and then I, I shift and I integrate and I move on instead of, um, Oh, I guess we can get into that, what is it, sort of spiritual elitism. We're like, well, we've got negative stuff. What's going on? We're not doing something right. Whereas I'm more of the mind of, as you ascend, and I big time agree with that, we're all going through that, um, that more present itself to be healed so that we don't do what you said before, which is attract karmically, attract quickly, um, that in the fifth dimension, which you know, which, which, will, which I'll talk to is the third thing I want to talk to. So, um, yeah, I'm just curious. I'm curious how you, your language um, around, you know, just calling it negative, how that actually translates in reality, like your relationship with the, with the uh, energies that need to be integrated or loved or brought back to life, because I think that's a big one. Okay, I'm not exactly sure when you say, are you saying negative energies? Are you saying negative entities? Because those are two different things. Oh, okay. Um, I guess in my mind, the word negative is the thing that I'm talking about the most. Because I don't, I think everything serves us, including the darkness. So it's, it's more around the language of seeing something when we talk about something as negative, it's like it's not serving us. You know, like, I mean, the language is, it's like, you know okay. what I mean? That's all. I mean, it, okay. we're not 
see it that way. I don't think you and I see it that way, but it's just the language. And that's been around me at the moment. It's like, let's stop calling things bad. Let's stop calling things Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Let, let me let me talk on that a little bit. Okay. So when when I when you God created started creating, it basically we basically said I'm going to create a free will universe where any anything goes. There's no good. There's no bad. And, and here's the thing. I will allow all of my creation to do whatever they want to do. And what's going to happen is that they, which is me, God, am all about love, joy, and peace. Let's just condense it to those three right now. Okay. And when they create, because they're going to be creating with their thoughts and beliefs, when they create, from love, joy, and peace, it's going to create something that feels good. And, but if they create something that's not in line with their love, joy, and peace, that's fine too. But what it's going to do, it may feel fine at first, but eventually if it's not created from love, joy, and peace, it will create something that won't feel good. It's not good or bad. It just is not going to feel good. But here's the thing. This is how I know. This is God talking again. This is how I know everything is going to work out because all of my creation is going to not like things that don't feel good. So they will, that, they will change. They, they made this one decision and it wasn't in line with love, joy, and peace. And it felt fine for a while, but after a while, it started not feeling good. So they changed that decision, and they can go right to love, joy, and peace. But a lot of times, they just go a little bit more toward love, joy, and peace. And that feels better than the other thing did. So yeah. they stay there for a while, but then after a while, that, that doesn't feel good. And so they keep moving more and more toward their, their true nature of love, joy, and peace. And that is why I know everything will work out because it will keep moving toward its true nature. And so there's no bad, there's no good. There's, there's positive and negative, and there's nothing negative, there's nothing bad about negative. It's just an experience. Thank you. So, I want to give you a big clap for that that was awesome because it's so true isn't it i always say that like if we don't have those feelings um like almost like we i mean i don't live in that space anymore where i have to be motivated by pain in order to step into the light i just don't i, I just love the light so much i'm i'm a gravitate over there straight away but um i think we need to yeah swim in the waters the murky waters for a bit to go ooh, i don't really like the way this feels but you know eventually when the maybe when the when the the glitter and the uh you know, whatever it is, the shiny ball syndrome rubs off, then we actually feel the, the, gl the glug and the emptiness or what have you. And we go, oh, you know what, there's something more. And then we move over to the light. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I love that description. And I really appreciate you describing it the way you did. It was beautiful. I love it. Thank you for that. You're very welcome. Well, I'll speak to the second thing. Sorry, I've, I've, I've just that you just gave me so much. And then 
Um, the second thing was when you were talking about um, this experience of expansion, that as, as a being who sees themselves as God allows themselves the capacity of all the elements of that, you know, all the archetypes to, to really feel into and to feel all of those aspects of the self that make God, you know. Um, I, I've, I've really, um, I actually feel our network grows when we do that. I saw this feeling, I saw this, this vision of calling all these aspects of ourselves back to ourselves through our network and community. And I've never seen that before, Michael. And I feel like something that you said really activated that in me and saw how clear that is that we, for a long time, get to a place of knowingness of self for self identification. But then we step into something else that really connects us with all these aspects of ourselves and we can actually work in community and not be in conflict because we, have, we are able to relate from a peaceful place or a joyful, loving place with those aspects of ourselves that are externalised in other people. And so I saw this network of people growing and it feels to me like humanity. That's what it actually feels like. I mean, I was, I was, I was actually feeling it from myself and, and, and feeling all this, this network growing of, of joy. But I'm also seeing that that's all part of humanity. Um, I just wanted to let you know that vision that I saw and if you, if you have anything to speak to about that because that was really big for me. Okay. So as I spoke of a little while ago, a lot of people ask me, what is my purpose? And am, am, am I supposed to be a healer? Am I supposed to be a teacher? And I, and I tell them, and what, like I said a little while ago, your true purpose is to learn who you are as God and then expand on all of those qualities that make you God. Okay. And you can have sub-purposes. You want to be a if, – if you gave yourself the, the gifts or talents in certain directions to be – uh, you know, a good teacher or a healer or something, you can have that as a sub-purpose and that's, that'll be wonderful, okay? But our true reason to be here is to, and this, I don't want this to sound self-centered, but is to work on ourselves. And if there's chaos in your reality, that means there's chaos within you. If there's negativity in your reality, that means there's negativity within you that's showing up in your reality. It's always a good, uh, good measure to, to know that you still got a, a lot of stuff. And so if there's a lot of chaos, then there's a lot within you. To, so working with other people is wonderful and having community is wonderful as long as as a person understands that their main reason for being here is to just be aware of what's going on around you because spirit will always continue bringing in what is right for you 
to be working on right now, and it'll be uh, with your kids or your spouse or people you work with or situations that come up in your life. And so you have spirit continually working with you and everything else you do to try to find something that makes you feel good, that brings in those qualities of love, joy, peace. And so if, if working with other people and building a community and in one way and being a, a bunch of healers or a bunch of light workers or body workers or whatever, if that's bringing you your joy, then I say go for it. But always remember it is about you and your connection to you, God, and building that. And that will start that's that's a revolution because you are creating your entire reality. You're just not a little piece that there's a bunch of little pieces. No, you're not there's not a bunch of glue holding all these pieces together that makes the oneness. If there is a oneness, if a person understands about oneness, what what is oneness? How many is there? Well, it pretty much says it. It says there's one. Yeah. <laughs> and so there it's it's not a matter of doing anything other than making you the best you can possibly be and finding joy in whatever you're doing. And if it's being with other people that brings you joy, that's great. There's going to be some people that are just so introverted and working on all their stuff that they're not going to be working with, but that's fine. They're working on their own stuff and that's wonderful too. I, I want to clarify something, Michael. I feel that that's exactly right. I, I feel that people need to give themselves permission to be in where, where everything, every part of the journey is okay. And, and, and I believe that there are some lifetimes and, and, and some aspects of our lives where we really need to be that focused as well to be able to really grasp what you're saying about embracing that aspect of the God in us. And sometimes we actually need to be actually away from people to do that. Sometimes that is part of the journey, actually. And I know it has been for me, so I can totally relate to that. Um, so, yes, thank you. And, and I, I feel it's important to clarify that because... Um, I think, I, I think you know, I think it's as we do that, as we honour ourselves in what, whatever part of the journey that we're on and we're reclaiming that, we're instantly affecting the rest of the planet in, and, and ourselves in our ability to integrate and feel connected and in that love and joy and peace. So thank you. Thank you for clarification on that because I think that's really important. And I certainly don't want to invalidate anybody else because um, I know for me, I'll just share with you, I always had a challenge working with community. So it's kind of a new thing for me that I'm being asked to step into that aspect of myself, actually. Um, I always felt like a bit of a outsider and always felt very kind of disconnected. I didn't have a lot of friends at school. Um, in primary school, maybe I had one friend and, and same in high school. And I didn't ever really feel like I related to people. Um, and so there was, a, a, for me, there was safety and isolation as well. But also I had to um, use my strength, which is isolation, to work myself out as well. Um, 
and that brought me closer to God and, and closer to realizing who I am as well. And I feel like that was a chapter, it must be a chapter now that I'm coming out of a chapter because I feel like I don't need to do that so much anymore. I, I, I remember days where I'd, I just don't want to be around any people and I'd, I'd say that and I just, I can't remember the last time I felt that now. It's, it's a weird thing. So I think, yeah, we transition across to wherever, where, wherever our lessons are calling us, like us and then if we're at peace with that, that's the point that we need to be at peace with that to, to really learn what we need to learn there. And that's important. And that connects everybody that, that, that helps everybody because we're, it's oneness. And so there can be a lot of people starving on the planet. There can be people dying of attrition. There's, there's all kinds of negative things that are going on, but what there are limitless possibilities of experiences that can unfold before a person and it will be in accordance with where they are coming from within. And so if a person can continue to grow into their awareness of being God, having this experience and master those things, the reality that will show up will reflect what is within them, where they have accomplished. Just like we draw into us where we are a vibrational match, uh, you know, if negativity is coming in, because that means we're a vibrational match to that. But the more we can become so pure within, we won't have to feed the people. There will be solutions that will just show up in your reality because you've reached that point where that is no longer an issue. And the universe will figure the ways out for the most positive things to occur that are in line with who you are at that moment. And so it will just continue. It's, yeah, so fixing things is not a person's uh, thing that they have to do in life. It's working on themselves. I get you, honey. Oh, my God. So I get you. I get you, I get you, I get you. Because for me, I have this thing where I say we are feeding what we're doing to ourselves we're doing to the rest of the world so if we're prohibiting ourselves from spiritual nourishment then we're not feeding the world so if we really want to feed the world we need to feed ourselves and we really need to let that spiritual energy in our vibrational frequency completely so that we are feeding the world and those solutions will arise to feed the world because that will be a mirror of what we're doing so I thank you, thank you for um, bringing that up because I am very extraordinarily passionate about that and, um, and I believe in that 100 million percent um, with all my being. So, you know, I, 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 I am supporting the solutions of the planet by feeding myself um, the right for high vibrational frequencies every single day and it's, it's an awesome feeling actually. Well. 
I know we, I don't want us to run out of time before I get to this third one, and we might want to speak about this one a lot. So something that you mentioned before about when we are, uh, as you said, in the third dimension, there's a time delay with us um, experiencing the consequences or the karma of our behaviour and or our wanting to manifest or what have you. And in the fifth dimension, it's more instantaneous and it happens. Now, what I want to speak to about this is, and I don't know if this just is master speak, but I'll just say it anyway, because what you said, masters are experiencing the fifth dimension at the same time as the third, and that's what seems to be happening for me. So, but I will, I will speak to it um, in a logical way. So my experience of that on a very human level is as simple as this, and everybody can relate to this. So if we're talking about in the fifth dimension and it's and you've got the third dimension here and then you've got the fifth dimension running right parallel at the same time and there is no separation and we're in a third dimensional beingness but the fifth dimension is right there like you know we might think it's something we have to go into but it's actually running right now right so what for me how, how it translates across as a human being is this very simply and i spoke about this the other day on my live stream is that when we feel something, and that's usually caused by our thought processes, how we're choosing to think or how we've inherited a belief through our DNA, through our genetics, whatever it is, our past lives, the thought, the thought or belief structure is jumps into our mind without us. <laughs> where, did that, where the hell did that come from? But anyway, there it is. And then we feel something. And so if we're talking about the fifth dimension, which is instant manifestation, instant manifestation, that thought felt reality or that, that instant feeling of, that we've gotten from the thought process that we perhaps don't have any control over at that stage is what we're talking about. That, that's where the mastery begins in the third dimension is that we can start to learn about how, where our thought processes have come from. Are they inherited? Are they bubbling up from another past life? Are they coming through from a belief system that we've taken on from our genetic heritage in this lifetime? Then that's creating a feeling reality. We can then slow it down and decide then we can do our interventions and decide, okay, how do I choose to think? And then that starts to influence our feelings straight away. That starts to change our whole body, our physical DNA, everything on this 3D dimension. So how that how that works with manifestation is we, it's, it's happening right now. Like we're experiencing what we would experience on the fifth dimension in this physical body, in that form right now. And I think that's important for people to, to actually get an idea of how it works. It's that quick. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I agree that we are in our reality with our thoughts and our beliefs and it's not, you know, people that totally understand that premise don't always get it because they, they say, well, you know, if I'm creating with my thoughts and beliefs, I wouldn't have created that negative thing or that negative thing or that negative thing. And I say, absolutely, with your conscious mind, you wouldn't have 95, you know, this is what spirit tells me, like 95% of what is being created in your reality is coming from thoughts and beliefs that are in the subconscious. And those are yeah. thoughts that you don't even know what they are because they've come, so many of them have come from other lifetimes that 
they're just sitting back there waiting to get activated so that you have an opportunity to work on that. And they prompt you to act or react a certain way. Like you were saying, where did that thought come from? Well, when a person says that, it absolutely came from another lifetime that bled over and is prompting them to act or react so this issue can be brought back to the surface and worked on. So, yeah, um, I, I want people to understand this premise and, and the law of attraction, uh, all of these things that have been around for, for quite some time now. They've been teaching people that whatever you put your attention on, you draw to you. And yes, it is happening faster because the frequency of the planet is rising and everything is getting us closer to being more in sync with that fifth dimension. Well, I mean, we'll get to that point where we'll hit that magic point or something, whatever it happens that causes us to boop, all of a sudden, there we are. They talk about it in the Bible, and like, like the rapture where you've got two brothers in a field and, and all of a sudden there's just one brother and the other brother's gone. And, and so, uh, yeah, it is happening and it's more and more like it's going to be, it's still not gonna be quite as fast as what it is in the fifth dimension. But yeah, I, it's really, really important for people to become aware of their surroundings and what is happening around them and start to see the signs that this is not an accident, that this happened, this is the reason for this. And what, you know, what do I need to learn from that? Or what do I need to clear within myself? And uh, I don't Might have just lost you for a second. You're frozen a little bit, Michael. I might just speak while while the video is finding its way. Um, yeah, I really I really related to what you're saying, and also I wanted to say that something that I've noticed is that when we talk about manifestation, often we we often we're not. Often the way we speak about it is what I want to create. If I wish it and visualize it and feel it strong enough, I will create it, which is true to a point. But what I find with manifestation is it's much more the energy behind wanting what you want that you manifest. And people don't peel back the layers enough sometimes to go, what do I really want why do I, sorry, what, what do I, why do I really want what I want? And so the why or the intention behind what we want is what we manifest. So if it's coming from a fear base, I don't have enough money, so I want a lot of money. What our energy field is saying is I don't have enough money, so we attract not enough money. Right. Yeah? So it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting, uh, we're getting to a point now we realise our intentions uh, need to be honest. We need to be honest with our intentions, with ourselves, because if we're not honest with our intentions with ourselves, we're going to just manifest a whole bunch of lessons that reinforce the stuff that we're not owning up to. Yeah. 
You know, um, there's, a, there's a, a word that is very important, I think, and it, it's, it's called detachment. Uh, you know, I think Buddha said something like uh, detached from worldly things. But really, it's, it's what you will find or what everyone will find on their journey is detaching from everything, from every thought. And the things that are in line with love, joy, and peace, they're going to happen whether you believe in them or not. The sun's going to come up in the east and set in the west whether you believe in it or not. And so the things that are in line will just happen. The things, when you detach from those things that don't serve you or things that are not in line with your love, joy, and peace, this is what... This is the lesson everyone's going to learn, whether they call it clearing or whatever they call it. It's detaching from those things that do not serve you, that are not in line with love, joy, and peace. But detaching from all beliefs will work wonderfully because the things that are in line are going to happen whether you believe in them or not. And so it's... Uh, everyone should be taking a lesson from Buddha in that, in that uh, just detaching is not saying that you can't have it. It just means that if you have it, that's great. If you don't have it, that's great. And um, so, yeah, the, the things that stop people from getting what they're really wanting is the things that either in their conscious mind or the subconscious mind that is undermining all this, these affirmations they say 20, 30 times a day. And it's, it's, it's almost comical to me because they don't see the bigger picture and they think that if I put up all this positivity that it's got to happen and I'm putting all this emotion with it, and they just don't see that there's all this, it could be one thought or it could be many, many thoughts that's keeping that one thing from them that they really need or really want. And it's not always that particular thing, it's the feeling that that thing that they're looking for. Yeah. Exactly. And that's yeah. kind of what you are getting. Totally. Yeah. And, and oh, I had a little bit, I love, I love it when spirit sends a little joke that comes through and I totally get this. Um, so the, the little irony or the little joke that's come down from spirit to, is that the, the, the irony of detachment is connection because when we detach from that which we want and that we, or that which we think we need, we are actually allowing ourselves to step into what we actually are, which is in that flow of connection to God, to love, to joy, to peace. It's, that's where we are. That's what we're made of. And so the irony, the irony of detachment is connection. And I just, I just love that. But that just dropped in as we were talking. I, I just think that's the bee's knees. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, spirit, you, God, knows every heart's desire that you've ever wanted. And your list of heart's desires, 
you don't even know the the extent of what your heart's desires could be because you've only learned that I like this and I like this and I like that. And so spirit will give you, once you get everything out of the way, it will give you those things that are in line with wherever you are at this time, you know, the frequency that you are. And if you think that, you, that you're only good enough to have this thing, which is on your list of, of heart's desires, I mean, on a scale from one to 10, you only have met a person, I'm not talking about you, but a person may have only met a person that's uh, a five or a six. And so that's out of 10, that's not really that great, but that's all they know. And so their heart's desires are just something a little bit better than what I, I mean, they would be happy with in even that. But once they get everything out of the way, once they've detached from those crucial things that are really holding back the true flow, then they can meet that, that eight, nine, 10, or have that eight, nine, or 10 job, or have that flow of income that, you know, they've been looking for. So yeah, it's, it's truly a matter of continually working on yourself and clearing the things that are coming in to your reality. Spirit is so good about bringing what you need to be working on into your reality. You don't even have to figure it out yourself. Spirit will figure it out for you. And then you just have to have a technique to clear it as it comes in and it doesn't feel good. Whether it doesn't feel good a little bit or a, a medium amount or a, if it doesn't feel good a lot, it's really obvious I need to work on that. But even the little things that don't feel good, there's always something behind it that's drawing it in. And just learning that when that little thing comes in, you clear that too. And spirit will always continue sending it in. And it's beautiful. It just doesn't feel good all the time. Yeah. I think one of the, the, the most amazing tools that I ever learned was um, the shadow integration work and, and to learn how to find the gift in the aspect of my psyche that looks a moderate or looks dark or low vibrational frequency and to find the gift in it, how it's serving me. Um, what its purpose is and to uncover that and to unwrap that. Um, and I found like I needed to clear less when I integrated more. So I wasn't accumulating stuff that I had to push away. I just basically was um, given an opportunity to uh, resolve that aspect of, of my psyche, you know, heal the wounds of that aspect of my psyche. And then I was no longer attracting the baggage anymore. It was like the baggage was just bouncing off. If there was baggage, it was just bouncing off. And the, the more I integrated, the clearer I got. And I just really found that that's been an awesome um, aspect of my, my light working as well, is learning how to integrate the lower vibrational frequencies to find their gifts, to unlock them, to activate them, and then to also integrate the high vibrational frequencies as well to... Um, integrate them and to unlock them so have you have you experienced some work with the shadow some some people call it shadow work uh, other people call it other things um you know what i don't really spend a lot of time studying what other people 
are talking about because when I connect with what I connect with me, it says you don't need this or that. You know, it it really it it's taken me on a pretty straight line path. When you're just talking to God, you then so I, the shadow integration. I hear people talking about that kind of thing. Um, one thing that I can say is that when a person is looking for things that they need to clear, they're saying, I'm broken yeah. and I need, to, I need to clear something. And really it's that it's even saying you're clearing something is, I mean, I'd rather detach, just detach from it. And that's kind of clearing it. But I remember when I was first learning this and I'd wake up in the morning and I think, okay, what can I clear today? And it basically was saying to the universe, what negative things do I have to work on? And, and it would show up in my, that day, that bunch of negative stuff would just start flowing in that I didn't really want to deal with, but I was focusing on, and my, I had the best intentions, I was wanting to clear all the negative stuff away, but I was looking for stuff to work on. Whereas spirit will literally give you everything at the rate that you can deal with if you just stay on top of it as it's coming in yeah. and just clear. And, yeah. and to, to the point where you will learn that there is nothing more. Once you once you've worked on all the things and you've cleared this mass of negativity that has, or, or lessons or karma or whatever a person wants to call it, that has bled over, that you've been accumulating lifetimes over lifetimes, you get to the point where you're just working in the now. And then you have to deal with that conscious mind <laughs> and your every little incidental thought that you might have that you know you're you're working on fixing dinner and you think about some kind of negative thing and then boom something shows up to let you know that you are outside of that love joint piece and so that's what a person will be working toward as they're growing in their awareness of themselves once they get through all of the negative things that um that have bled over and unresolved things yes yeah i i i look for the blessing in all the aspects of myself so i'm reconnecting to the love joy and peace within them all and sometimes the the um i guess yeah when we're looking for holes it's like if you're looking for holes, that's what you're going to find. And, you know, if you're looking for imperfection, guess what? You're going to find it. It's about putting the goggles of love and compassion on towards every aspect of ourselves. And, and then that way we activate, love activates 
the, you know, love activates. So um, we're reactivating maybe our disowned parts of ourselves. Um, that's how I look at it. And it's, so it's, 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 it's almost like unwrapping a whole heap of gifts rather than, oh, God, I'm going to work on myself. You know, it's more like, oh, cool, another gift I've got today. You know, it's a, different, it's a different energy for me. And I feel like that that's kind of why, like, the way I am is always so joyful because life's cool. Life's a present to unwrap. I love it. I love life. Um, yeah, it's fun and it's an adventure and it's like, oh, what part of myself wants to present itself? Sure, I'm, I'm willing to go there. It's not like, ah, oh. you know, and I think that that's, that's a cool way to live because it's not living in fear and we're bringing love to, love to all those parts of ourselves that make us one, which I think is awesome. And um, look, I think, oh my God, we're out of time. I can't believe we're out of time, Michael. Can you believe it? How weekly has that gone? I mean, it's gone for me like that it's just gone boom so um thank you for joining us and I, before you go please let us know where people can find you your book please uh website social media your shop let us know all that okay well once again the name of the book is uh the truth of god and you can get it on amazon uh that's probably easiest for most people it's um you can buy the book, you can, it's in digital form, you can do it that way. Uh, I have a website. Um, probably the easiest website is just to go to my store website. And I don't, I don't sell product off my store. It's more just informational. But the name of my store is The Crystal Ray. The Crystal Ray. And uh, it has information about how to get my book or how to set up a session with me. Um, actually, uh, I, I have done so many sessions for people and I love helping people, but I have the love of my life, uh, Astraya Love, that she's a phenomenal psychic. And so I don't really do sessions for people people anymore what what happens is when people want a session with me which is very very powerful i gotta tell you it's i i i send them to her and then i do a session with her and so they end up getting both of us at least right now they end up getting both of us because she can see things that i can't see because she's so psychic and i'm more intuitive and more i work with clearing the energy that spirit shows me that needs to be cleared for that person. Whatever I focus on, spirit shows me how to clear it. And so if, if anybody ever wants a session with, uh, with me, I will get uh, Estrella, we'll, we'll do it, and I will be there, and she will find the stuff, and I will clear it, and you will get double dose two psychics for the price of one. But uh, yeah, that's, and you can do that through the, the Crystal Ray uh, website. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And is that, is that the, and Michael, I just want to clarify, is it the actual website name, thecrystalray.com? Is it yes. .com or is it okay? .com. Cool. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed getting to know you more and I'm looking forward to having further connections with you and, and the wonderful Australia Love, who I adore, and, um, and, and blessings to you, brother, in, in spirit and in humanity.
Thank you. Namaste. Stay tuned.